This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning and welcome to episode number 112 of Go To Grandma. It is Saturday, September the 30th, 2023. I'm your go-to grandma, Kathy Buckworth, and we have a double trouble special treat for you today in an episode I'm calling Reynolds Wrap. Stuart Reynolds gained public attention when his video about Canada Day versus July the 4th went viral with over 600 million views to date. We'll play that for you, plus talk to Stuart about his new book, Welcome to the Stupid Apocalypse: Survival Tips for the Dumbageddon. You might have already realized that due to his subject matter, Stuart might draw some criticism as well as the laughter online, so we'll talk about how he deals with that. We'll also talk about where his online name Brittlestar came from. But Stuart isn't the only Reynolds out there rapping online. His mother, Bette Reynolds, better known as Granny Reynolds, has her own brand of humor and presence as well. Urged on by her son Stuart and her grandson, Bette entertains all age groups with her Drake raps, conversations with her son, all done in her lilting Scottish accent. She tells us why she came to Canada and why she thinks she became a senior social media star. We'll also talk about Stuart's hair, because he made me. It was so much fun to have them both on the line together for this exclusive interview. After the laughter, we get to a more serious topic as our Take 5 with RBC interview takes a look at the items we are most likely to miss when estate planning. The importance of having the conversations with the right people to ensure our plans are executed as we would like. I usually advise listeners to grab a cup of coffee or tea at this point as I grab my own beverage, but I need to put a warning at the start of this one as I won't be responsible for any spit takes you might experience when you listen in on my conversation with Stuart and Bette or Brittle Star and Granny Reynolds coming up first. I'm Kathy Buckworth and you're listening to Go To Grandma. Stuart Reynolds is known as Brittle Star. Hundreds of thousands of people watch Brittle Star's videos every week. His comedic and family-friendly videos have been seen more than 600 million times on various platforms. His KFC video campaign was the most popular branded video content in the world on Facebook for the summer of 2017. Let's listen to that now. Hey, neighbor. Oh, hi, America. What's with the decorations? It's Canada Day. We're having a little get-together. Canada Day? Yeah, um, kind of like July 4th for you guys. Yeah, but we do July 4th because we got lots of stuff to celebrate. We got Eagles and Freedom and KFC. What do you have to celebrate? Did you just say what do we have to celebrate? Yeah, I... Universal healthcare. So if you break your leg, you can still afford a snack while you wait in the ER. The metric system. But to be fair, everybody else has that except you. Maternity leave, because we think if a woman carries around another human for nine months, she might need some time off. Poutine, french fries, gravy, cheese curds. If angels owned food trucks, they'd make poutine. Bagged milk, it's more environmentally friendly, plus it feels like you're holding a cold, wet baby. So you... And beer, actual beer, not yellow water, beer, and lots of it. Butter tarts, if you put sex and gold into a blender, you'd get a butter tart. Of course, hockey. We did it first, we still do it best. But American teams win the Stanley Cup. American teams, Canadian players. 
This sense of humor runs in the family. Today, we are also joined by Bat Reynolds, Stuart's mom, also known as Granny Reynolds on social media. She is a senior social media darling, and I'm so pleased to have them both today. Good morning, Stuart and Bat Reynolds. It's so much fun to have you both on the call today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. So I know you both, obviously, from the internets and from social media, but Bat, you and I have spoken before. Yes, we have. Yeah. We had a lovely interview on another podcast that I do, Stories from the Green Bench. And we got into a lot of your family history and we got a lot into how you got into social media. But the people listening don't know that today. So I'm going to start with you, Bet, and say, TikTok, what's going on there with you? Uh, well, TikTok, it was uh, right from the beginning. It was my family. It was Stuart, of course, and our two grandsons. And they were making the videos. And I thought, well, that's pretty funny. And then when they suggested, you know, would you like to make one? I went, sure. (laughs) I don't mind mind having a laugh. She's trying to sound so demure. She's trying to sound like like just, just you know, like a a shy little violet where it's like, no, no, me, center of attention? Never, (laughs) never. Never. And if you've seen the videos, we know we know where you're coming from, Stuart. Yes. <laughs> so where do the ideas for your TikTok videos come from, Bet? Are you involved in the ideation or are you strictly the talent? Oh, no. <laughs> I leave that to my manager, who's also on this interview. Oh, him. <laughs> Stuart, we'll bring you here in on this. So you obviously started out first on social media with ad campaigns, that sort of thing. Where did the idea to get your mom involved in some of this come from? I just, I mean, my mom... She uh, emigrated from Scotland to Canada in 1968, and uh, like most people who have emigrated from Scotland, they just refuse to give up their accent. <laughs> their accent just does not go away. So I, I, I've always find you know like it's always, I find the Scottish accent is it's just a friendly sounding, funny accent, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be really funny to pair that with some like Drake lyrics? Wouldn't that be really cool? And and it was. It was funny and it was really fun, and people kind of caught on to it and. Uh, and yeah, that's basically. But my mom's done more than just rap stuff. She's done lots of comedy stuff as well. There used to be a, a thing around on back in the day in social media that would say like, if you don't repost this, you know, your mom will die or something like oh, that. Gosh. And I remember we made a video making fun of that where I was like, I'm not going to repost this. And my mother choked to death in the background. So, <laughs> <laughs> was, I mean, she's got chops. She's, she's got, got chops. chops. And if we're looking, if, if listeners are looking right now, if they want to look online, we can of course find Bet at Granny Reynolds on Instagram and Twitter, all over the place, TikTok, of course. And we can find you, Stuart, at Brittle Star. I have to ask this. Where did the name Brittle Star come from? Well, it actually started out in, I, in 2004. It was a band name, actually, initially. I, I was doing an album with a guy who was like kind of a musical hero of mine. And I remember thinking at the time, well, this guy's so cool, and the album's coming together, and it's cool. And there's zero chance anyone's going to ever wear a T-shirt with Stuart Reynolds on it. It's just it's not a very... <laughs> I mean, it's a, I, listen, Mom, I love my name, and I uh-huh. know it's the same as my dad's name, but I mean, it's just not really a cool T-shirt name. So myself and my oldest son, Owen, we'd read this book when he was three years old, this marine life book, um, before bed, and he loved the section on starfish, and there was these types of starfish called brittle stars. They're spindly. They're the ugliest of the starfish <laughs> species. Uh, they defecate out of their mouths, and they see through their tentacles. And I was like, perfect. That's the name for me. And it just kind of stuck. And then I, I sort of you know, did music stuff for a long time, and then social media video came along, and I, I thought, well, I have all the handles, I have all the domain names, so like, why not just roll with that now? You know, so that, that's how it stuck. I'm going to push back a little bit. Like Ryan Reynolds is pretty cool. Just going to say he's a Reynolds. 
<laughs> well, that's, that's enough. I don't know who you're talking about at all, but uh, let's just uh, move on from there. The lesser known Reynolds in the show business world, right? Exactly. exactly. So, Stuart, unfortunately, I've not had the chance to read your new book, but we're, of course, going to talk about that. It's called Welcome to the Stupid Apocalypse, Survival Tips for the Dumbageddon. Beth, have you read the book? No, I haven't read it yet, but... You know, it sounds pretty much like he's growing up in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. So, Stuart, we are so looking forward to reading this book. I know it's going to be instant bestseller. Give us, Sarah, where did this come from? Um, I mean, I've been, I, I started a, a newsletter uh, a few years ago now, and uh, I enjoy writing. It was something I got into, and I've always kind of enjoyed writing, but then the opportunity came up to write a book and sort of take what I was doing online and social media with these sort of monologue, direct-to-camera style, mm-hmm. you know, rant videos and uh, and turn them into written pieces and uh, and create some new ones. And so that's that's basically how the whole thing started. And then I wanted to kind of, you know, I thought it was really important for us to kind of take a step back and kind of, as opposed to pointing to one group and saying, this group is stupid, I want to gesture wildly at everyone and everyone, everyone everywhere and go, we're all stupid at various times. Let's, let's yep. try to get along and let's try to get smarter. Yeah, I think that's really important. Did the pandemic have anything to do to spur you on to write this sort of all of the, in quotation marks, dumb things that were going on at that time? I mean, in, in a little, a little bit, yeah. There was, uh, I mean, the pandemic sort of created an opportunity for me to, to use my platform to help, you know, push, you know, positive, constructive messaging and and try to help in that way. And I think that uh, you know the the pandemic was it turned everyone everyone's life into a bottle episode. It was like you couldn't help but see everyone's flaws and foibles mm-hmm. and, and and that type of thing. And I think it was really important for us to kind of you know to recognize the fact that. That we're all flawed. We're all we all do stupid things. We all do dumb things, uh, and that was that felt kind of like the impetus and the important part about writing the book was like I want to share this in a comedic way so it's entertaining, but at the same time I want people to go, okay, you know this guy's stupid, but uh, <laughs> you know I think I might be stupid too. Can you give us one of the survival tips? <laughs> I need one, Stuart. I, I need one. <laughs> you, you just need one? You just need one? Uh, well, I, just, I need a bunch probably. but yeah. You probably need a bunch. Exactly, exactly. I'm just going to say the main survival tip is don't rely on this book to keep you alive. It will not keep you alive. So, yeah, that's my survival tip. Unless you have it maybe in your chest pocket, you know, over your heart and you get shot. Well, as, yeah, as my wife Shannon said, you, know, you, could, you could start a fire with it. And I said, it's such a small book that it really wouldn't burn for very long anyway. So. <laughs> if you're stuck outside for 10 minutes, maybe it'll help you. Maybe that'll exactly, help you. Exactly. So, um, Beth, I know that a lot of your videos are very comedy. They're comedy focused. There's rapping, as we talked about. Do you ever get pushback from, I don't know, other grannies or other people saying, why are you doing that? No, not really. Good. It's all just, you know, I, I think it's amazing, you know, what you're doing. And, and, of course, they always, you know, they bring your age into it. And I go, well, maybe I am old. <laughs> and I don't know it, you know. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Uh, no, it's. It's been mainly positive for me, even with, with the younger people too. Like, it's it's positive. I love it. I love that people can see that grandparents and those of us that are over the age of 60 can still, you know, have fun and contribute a lot to what's going on online. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we were, one time we were shopping for a washing machine and the lady owns the store, we know, and Stuart was talking to her and she said to Stuart, when I'm your mum and dad's age, I want to be like them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and she, she is your age, Kathy, you know, and it's like, <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> well, it's part of the reason I go hang out at my parents' retirement home is because the ladies there say, oh, I wish was, I was your age again. And I'm like, I don't get that very <laughs> <Right>? often. So <laughs> We're going to take a little break and we're going to come right back with Bet and Stuart Reynolds. And we're going to get into maybe some of the politics around what Stuart talks about and uh, discuss maybe some of the pushback he's had on that front. We'll be right back. I am back on the line with Bette Reynolds and Stuart Reynolds. Stuart Reynolds, better known as Brittle Star, and Bette Reynolds, better known as Granny Reynolds. We're having a Reynolds rap. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever used that before, right? No, I'm sure. Yeah, they no, never. Never, never. never. Um, so we were talking before the break about some maybe some pushback that you get when you put yourself out publicly. Sometimes you get pushback. I know I do a little bit as well. Sure. And Stuart, some of your videos have a political bent. Some of them talk about science and yeah. misinformation. What kind of um, pushback do you get on those ones? I mean, to be honest, the, the vast, vast majority of interaction and comments and replies I get are, are positive and supportive. And uh, there's really just a, a tiny fraction that are, that are, you know, less than happy that I'm looking out for, you know, I'm trying to help them look out for themselves and their loved ones and their communities. Um, so, I mean, it's, you do get that pushback. But the thing is, one of my favorite quotes, actually, is David Lee Roth, the lead singer of Van Halen, uh, back in 92, said, when you stick your head above the crowd, someone's bound to throw a rock at it. Yeah. Right. It's like the tall poppy thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's like just expect it. And the thing is, is that you, know, you can't put too much weight or too much gravity in each of these social media posts and comments and replies because it's like you're, it's just like social media is like being able to hear everyone in the bar. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff's good. Some of the stuff is totally disregardable. So obviously you've had some, some comments back to you. What's your advice on, on anyone dealing with sort of the trolls? Uh, don't engage. Mm-hmm. That is absolute poison for trolls is the, the whole idea of you know, trying to get a rise out of you. There's certain things like, if, you know, if you're being threatened or physically threatened or whatever like that, go to the authorities, report it to the platform, do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's someone just being a jerk and trying to be mean and trying to get a rise out of you, don't waste your time engaging. That's literally just your, all you're doing is adding fuel to the fire. All you're doing is giving them oxygen. All you're doing is giving them a spotlight saying, hey, everyone, look at this person. Let's listen to them. Right. And you don't want to do that. You just want to ignore yeah. them. And it is absolute poison for them. Absolutely agree with that. And I love that most of you, I mean, not most, all of your messages are positivity. And even if we take a little dig at the Americans every now and again, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> and you are a proud Canadian. I'm looking at your site right now, mm-hmm. peacelovecanada.ca. So mm-hmm. many things um, here at University of Canada, the Faculty of Apology. That's, I like yeah. that. Other People's Cottages, <laughs> Canada's favorite summer destination. It's so Canadian. I just love it. Do you feel responsible for pushing out this Canadian brand now? Uh, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I think one of the things that Canada, you know, has notoriously been really awful about is is not sort of blowing our own horn and not being proud of who we are and all that kind of stuff. And I think one of the interesting things for me is that in Canada is that it is a distinctly Canadian quality to be both apologetic and proud at the same time. And you can do that. I mean, I think that's what Canadians are every day is that there's sort of, you know, there's some humility, there's some self-deprecation, there's... Uh, this notion of, you know, we realize where we are in our place in the world, and it's like we're not the big, huge country and the huge superpower, but we're also something to contend with, and we also are a bit of an example that a lot of people in the world look to as a, as a, as a good example of how to be and how to live. Mm-hmm. I think we should be proud of that. I agree. And, and Bet, you came over, um, I think I heard, in the 60s from Scotland. 60s. You emigrated. Yeah. My parents immigrated from uh, England in the late 50s, in fact, and I know that they would never go back. What was your impetus to come to Canada? 
there was no way we could see our lives progressing positively at that time. There was an awful lot of street gangs and, you know, you were looking every way. And I, when Stuart first went over to Britain, you know, I said to him, when you're coming to a corner, go to the outside. <laughs> and, the, you know, so you can see who's coming round the corner. Oh, wow. It was not a pleasant uh, environment at the time. And there was no way our jobs were going to push it forward. And then Stuart Sr.'s brother came here with his family. And then we came after that in 1968, you know, and it was just, it was like night and day. And what makes you proud about being a Canadian, Bet? Oh, well, when I, I, okay, I'll tell you the truth, Kathy. Okay. Okay. Sure. We're all about the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> when I came here, one of my first thoughts, and this is true, was, oh my goodness, I don't have to put makeup on when I go to the corner store. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the truth. Unlike all the lies Stuart has been telling us previous, you know, to, in this interview, so... And and I think he puts on makeup to go to the store. If I'm well, exactly. You gotta you gotta de shine. Now that you're de-shine. a celebrity, uh, Stuart. Exactly. Um, I did want to get back uh, to your book, of course, as well. It's funny, you know. I ask my guests, as you two will know, what questions would you like me to ask you on the show to make sure I cover what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So here are the questions that Stuart wanted me to ask. Mm-hmm. Where can we buy the book? So Stuart, where can we buy the book? Uh, you can buy it from pretty much anywhere in Canada and the U.S. as of September 19th, and you can also pre-order it anywhere. But you can go to stupidpocalypse.com to find out all the links and ISBN numbers and all the information you need. I, th- I think I saw you yesterday on Instagram opening up a box of your uh, your books. I did. Isn't that exciting? It's super exciting to receive the preview copies. I'm disappointed they sent me three. What? Three. Three. There's, that's not even enough to send to the people that gave me nice quotes in the back. And uh, <laughs> Well, do they know they gave you the nice quotes? This is my first question. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think so. And yes, I'll say absolutely, because I printed out all the confirmations so they can't go back on their word. So. <laughs> well, you better send one to your mom. And you are doing a book tour show, and you're doing it with your wife. Tell me about that. Yeah, so, I mean, there was talk as far as with the publicist and the pub, with the publisher in the U.S. about uh, doing promotion for the book and, uh, you know, the talks about doing a book signing and stuff. And that would be kind of fun, instead of just doing a book signing, if I could make people pay to see me. And uh, that's always the impetus for me, is making people pay. <laughs> and I thought we could go to different places and we can do a sort of a, a one-hour chat of in-conversation with Brittle Star, moderated by his wife. And Shannon, my wife, has got a bit of a following herself. She's people, she doesn't like the fact that she has a following, but she has a following. And they really enjoy when she takes me down a peg or two. So I thought, nice. why not do that live in front of people? And then also give everyone a copy of the book when they're there. And where can we get details on the book tour? Again, stupidpocalypse.com. Okay. And my last question that you wanted me to ask you, is that your real hair? <laughs> Thank you for asking that, Gabby. I appreciate that question. You're welcome. Uh, it's insightful, and it shows the depth of research that you do. And uh, your care and commitment <laughs> to your guests. Uh, yes, it is. It is, in fact, my real hair, uh, what's left of it. And I'll, I'll try to make it last as long as I can. Well, this has been one of the most fun interviews I've done. Thank you so much, Bet, for agreeing to talk with me a second time. It's such a pleasure to hear your voice again. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And, Stuart, thank you so much. Um, I'll try to get Ryan Reynolds next, you know, since now I've had the big, the big name in the family. So we'll get him on next. Um, thank you so much for this. I can't wait to read your book. Again, stupidpocalypse.com. Find Stuart at Brittle Star and find Bet at Granny Reynolds. Thank you both so much. 
Thanks oh, so much thank for having you. us. You'll be editing out my mother, right? She'll just be edited out entirely? Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll be editing something out. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Rebecca Bay is a will and estate consultant with the RBC Family Office's team of Wealth Management Canada. She is a member of the Law Society of Manitoba, and she has practiced in the areas of estate planning, incapacity planning, estate administration, real estate conveyance, and commercial law. Good morning, Rebecca. Thanks for being part of the Take 5 with RBC interview today. Thank you for having me. Now, estate planning can be a tough topic of conversation or something that many tend to put off. It can also feel complicated. Looking at it from the perspective of the peace of mind and protection that this area of planning offers, what are some core things that should be part of everyone's estate plans? So a will is a fundamental part of an estate plan, but it shouldn't be the only thing you focus on. So some key parts to consider are ensuring all adult family members have a valid and up-to-date power of attorney, evaluating your insurance coverage, reviewing ownership structures. So, for example, which assets will pass through your estate and which will pass outside your estate, updating beneficiary designations on registered plans and insurance policies, and planning for taxes at death. For some, depending on the circumstances or goals, estate planning should also include evaluating advanced estate planning opportunities. So, for example, this would be the use of trust, considering charitable giving, and making pre-planned funeral arrangements. Now, in saying that, I think it's important to point out that hearing this list of aspects can understandably make it feel like creating a proper plan is complicated, but it doesn't need to be. It may be helpful to break it down into four main steps for preparing a plan. The first would be to outline an inventory of assets and liabilities. And here it's important to capture not only your financial assets, but assets with sentimental value as well. In terms of sentimental items, you may have wishes for who you'd like to receive those items, and those wishes should be properly documented. This could be an important planning step, as forgetting to plan for assets with sentimental value can often create conflict between family members. Digital assets are also something commonly overlooked in estate plans. So for digital assets such as email accounts, online financial accounts, social media accounts, Um, even digital photos. Without a plan for these types of assets, it can be difficult for your loved ones, executor or beneficiaries to gain access to them, and they may not even know that they exist. So once you've inventoried your assets, the second step is defining your estate planning objectives. And this would be asking questions such as, who are the beneficiaries of the estate? When do you want your beneficiaries to receive their inheritance? And how do you want those assets to pass to your beneficiaries? Third is creating an action plan to achieve your estate planning objectives. A main component, as I mentioned earlier, will be the construction of the will. And beyond that, having a financial plan developed can also help you evaluate your estate and retirement objectives. And last but not least is to consult with the appropriate qualified advisors for support and help in implementing the components of your plan. Another key factor is being mindful of life events or changes to your situation and how that might impact your estate plans. Can you talk a bit about that and the importance of keeping your estate plan current? Yes, absolutely. So just because you have an estate plan, if it was created many years ago, your wishes or situation may have drastically changed since then. In that sense, the miss is not reviewing your plans regularly or not keeping your plan updated to reflect your current wishes and situation. We go through many changes throughout our lives, and many situations can trigger the need to review or update your will and plan. 
some of these life events could be a marriage, separation or divorce, having children or grandchildren, death of a loved one, or a significant change in your net worth. Any of these situations may impact the decisions you've previously made as part of your plan, so you'll want to revisit in case a change is required. If you think of a scenario where an individual with an outdated estate plan passes away, that may create a great deal of stress or conflict among loved ones or could create an unintended consequence or outcome. So a common example would be not changing named beneficiaries on certain assets over a long period of time. So with that in mind, keeping these plans current can help provide you with peace of mind. Hand in hand with having an up-to-date estate plan is communicating with loved ones. That's something that can often get missed as well. Why is that dialogue around one's plan so important? Having current plans and appropriate documents in place is a core part, but at the same time, having dialogue and conversations with loved ones can help eliminate surprises or family conflict. So it can help alleviate the burden on your loved ones uh, because they'll know where your important documents are located, what your wishes and intentions are, who is acting as executor, and so on. So having these conversations about your wishes and plans also helps ensure that your family can be more at ease in knowing their responsibilities with your wishes and how they should be honoring you. Thank you so much for this today, Rebecca. And if we want more information, of course, we can go to RBC Wealth Management and we can find you also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much for this. Thank you for having me. Happy is the son whose faith in his mother remains unchallenged. Louisa May Alcott. I think I can accurately state that Stuart is a happy guy and that his mother, Bet, had a lot to do with that. I so enjoyed talking with them and encourage you to look to them for your source of laughter and information online amidst some of the grim news we are subject to today. Next week on Go to Grandma, Dr. Carrie Byrne from the Long Distance Grandparent is back on the show to talk about the unique challenges that long distance working grandparents have. The average age for a Canadian woman to become a grandparent is 51. And for a man to become a granddad is 54. So many grandparents, like me, are still working full-time. How can we keep that connection with our grandkids if they don't live around the corner? Carrie shares some great tips for both little and big grandkids. Then, with Canadian Thanksgiving around the corner, CityLine's DIY design specialist Sarah Gunn is going to tell us how to create beautiful tablescapes our kids and grandkids will love. She makes things simple, easy, and beautiful. Our Take 5 with RBC interview features an important partner as Rexall Drugs joins the conversation to talk about how to best protect ourselves from the upcoming annual flu season. Important information you need to know, as usual. Thanks again for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode of GoToGrandma, please check out all of our shows on our podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, and the Zoomer Podcast Network. And please come back next week at 7.30 on Zoomer Radio. I'd really like that. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Instagram at Kathy Buckworth or email her, Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.